Hey, thank you for listening to the City Life Church podcast. We are leading people to become fully alive in Jesus. We are a church in San Francisco, and we are praying that this word will encourage you, challenge you, and help you grow in your faith journey. What an honor and a privilege to be here today. Amazing uh, what just happened. Uh, I mean, there are people who hear about history. There are people who read about it. And then there's a few who make history. And uh, you being here today, you're part of a pretty historical thing taking place. Should the Lord tarry many years from now, you look back on this day and go, you know what? That was the beginning of something pretty incredible. And God began to really be multiply his grace and calling in our lives. I love your pastors. You are blessed uh, beyond uh, measure here. Pastors John, John, and Elena are incredible leaders. I, I just give them the honor that they, they certainly deserve and are due. Uh, and uh, would you join me with that? Amen. Incredible people, dear friends, and uh, they love you more than you know, more than you know. Well, today I want to jump right into it. I have a few minutes to, to share with you what the Lord has put on my heart. And uh, if you uh, get your mobile device out or you can follow along on the screen, we're going to go to Genesis 15. I want to speak to you from the subject today, what do you see? What do you see? You know, as prophetic ministries, we, we oftentimes, of course, we operate, operate by a lot by what we hear, but we also operate by what we, we see. And oftentimes God will speak to you and then show you or show you and then speak to you. And that dynamic is that prophetic expression, that prophetic moment where God gives you a window into your destiny that pulls back the curtain a little bit and says, this is, this is your future. You're like, wow. You know why he doesn't pull it all the way back and just show you everything? It, it'd scare you to death. And one of two things will happen. It'll scare you to death. You'll go, uh-uh, ain't doing that. I ain't going there. I ain't doing that. Uh-uh, not going to happen. Or, <laughs> or you'll be going, I knew it. It's going to be good because I'm good. And pride enters your heart and you blow yourself up before you even start. So he shows you a little bit at a time. He pulls it back just enough for you to go, really? Could that be true? That's amazing. And then you start kind of going and following, and it's like walking in the fog. You're, you kind of see, and you just follow one step at a time. And, and he shows you what you do next and, and just leads and guides you. And before you know it, you're standing in the fulfillment of what you saw. Genesis 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a what? Vision. 
saying, so notice he's speaking and showing. Came to him in a vision, the word of the Lord came to him in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And then Abram said, look. And I can just imagine he's standing in his tent and he kind of waves his hand around the room like, look. See where I'm at? See what's going on here? You see the room? You see what's, what's going on, what, what's around me? And he said, you've given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. And then, watch this, he brought him outside and said, Look. <laughs> now toward heaven. Count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord. And he accounted it to him for righteousness. And then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur, the Chaldeans, to give you this land to inherit it. I am the Lord who brought you out of the East Bay into this city to inherit it. Now you're going back to the East Bay to inherit it. Look. And that's what God's speaking to you today. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? The word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The essence of vision is the answer to the question, what do you see? What do you see? I was working with a youth pastor and we were talking about vision and talking about the things and he was kind of having a difficult time and he was making lists and he was talking about different projects and different things and I'm like you know that's all that's all good bro that's that's great you know you, you got your list and there's some projects here and there, there's some things that are to do and and all of that but let, let me ask you just this one simple question when you look at their generation and your assignment in this city and at that high school and with these junior hires and these high school and college age students I just want to answer this one question I'll ask this one question what do you see yeah. What do you see? And he began to describe the things that he felt God wanted to do 
through the ministry that he was birthing and giving shape to and everything. I said, there you go. Now that's vision right there. You're, you're, you're looking at not what, you, not what is around you, but what you see with eyes of faith. What do you see? And I get it. Some of you are in the room. You're looking at things in your reality and in your now. You're standing in the tent of your present circumstance. And as a result of your own productivity and your own effort, much like Abram stood in his tent, probably something that he had built or had his servants build, made of materials that he had purchased or that he had made himself, things that he had put together with his own hand and with his own plan and with his own resources. And he's saying, look, I, I don't see, I don't get it. I, this is what I have. This is what's around me. And God said, no, no, no. That, if your vision is going to be based on what you do, we got a problem. So let me just take you, let's take you somewhere where it'll kind of open up your eyes a little bit. The Bible says the Lord brought him outside of the tent, brought him outside of the thing that was the product of his own ingenuity, the product of his limited resources, the product of his limited faith, the product of his limited vision, the product of his own energy and his own, his own creativity. And he brought him outside and he, and the, and the Lord just, I can imagine the Lord just kind of waving his hand across the expanse of the night sky and just saying, and look, almost like, you know, Abram's in the, in the tent going, well, see what I can do? And then God brings them outside and goes, see what I can do? God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or imagine. And all my life, I've had a pretty doggone good imagination. I can imagine a lot. <laughs> but some of you are in this reality in the moment right now, and you're going, mm, I'm not sure I see how this is going to work out. I, I'm not sure I see how this is going to turn for good. I don't see the end of this thing looking so hot. I don't see this looking good. I don't see this coming together. I don't see this thing panning out the way I thought it was going to, going to go. Or maybe you're saying, you know, I tried that once before. And here's the thing. Yeah, you tried it while you were standing in your tent. Let the Lord bring you outside your tent and now try it. With the God that created the heavens and the earth. And it was fr his word framed the very thing you're looking at. You see, our reality has got to be ruled by faith. Faith must govern the reality and the vision of our life. Faith, not reality, should call the shots. If you go with, by what your reality is, you, you, you're going you're to be limited in your life. You're going to be limited in your opportunity. You're going to be limited in your vision. You're going to live your life in your little tent and your little circumstance. And you're just going to walk around and go, well, I, don't, I don't know what the Lord is doing with my life. I, just pray. I don't know. <laughs> and the Lord's saying, come on out here. Let me show you what I can do. Look, and all of a sudden you're like, what? I mean, Pastor Eric and I were sitting in the, in the room between services, and, 
And we're laughing at ourselves because there's been times we get, we're in, I was in a meeting one time and here, on one hand was Dr. Tony Evans. I'm backstage at this event and Dr. Tony Evans is here. And, and then uh, another well-known author was standing next to me and, I, and, and I'm looking at them and I'm like, how did I get here? I mean, I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? Uh, seriously. And, and you've been in those moments and you're just like, you know, <laughs> Eric said, sometimes I feel like I'm Forrest Gump. It's like, <laughs> you, you got here and you're just like, life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. And it's just the goodness of God. You know, you're not that smart. You, you know, if you, you know, you know, you're not there in that play, in that opportunity in that moment because you have all that. It's just like God smiled on you and you went, oh, hello. Let me give you three keys to vision real quick. First of all, get out of your tent. Bible says he brought him outside. Your tent represents your world. It represents what you can do or have done. It's the product of your energy, the product of your creativity, the product of your limited thinking and experience and educate. I don't care how many degrees you got. There's one thing, that's, but there's a big difference between educated and omniscient. Your tent also reflects the limitation of your resources. You know, I mean, your tent only holds so much. You only got so much in there. Your tent also, hey, hold on, buckle up, buttercup. Your tent represents your comfort zone. Yeah, your tent's where your barker lounger's at. You kick back, relax in here. That's why sometimes God wants you outside the tent so you can be uncomfortable. Your tent represents your present experience. It's the house of your experience. It, it represents all that you can do on your own. And as long as you stay in the tent, hear me, you will not receive nor fulfill vision. As long as you stay in your tent, you will not receive nor fulfill vision. I believe there's some people in this room, you've got business ideas that have been around in here, but they've been limited because you've been in your tent. They're in here, but they're with you in the tent. And so you look at that opportunity through the frame of your tent and it's limited in your tent. It's hindered in your tent. It's, it's stuck in your tent. Come outside the tent and let's see what God can do when he puts his super on your natural and busts it open. Then something happens. Second thing that you need to do Second key to vision is get a prophetic perspective. And this is what this weekend's about. 
God opening some prophetic things to you and giving you a prophetic perspective. And if it's okay, I would like to not just preach today, I would like to preach prophetically. I'm going to shift in between prophesying and preaching. Is that all right? The Bible says when he brought him out, he said, look now toward heaven. There's an important phrase that's used throughout scripture in key moments in the Bible. This is the phrase, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. You see it again and again in key stories in the Bible. Men and women stand and all of a sudden they're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. And the Bible says, lift up your eyes. And God begins to show them. And here's what God's doing. He's helping Abraham see what is possible when God's involved. In 1986, I was a senior in Bible college. When I went to PBC, I, I went there. I had never had, I'm a fourth, fifth generation preacher. I had never had one prophetic word over my life. I'm now 22 years old, getting ready to graduate in a few months. I've never had one prophecy over my life. Not one. I'm going to college with guys who have reams of prophecies. You know, I hated those people. I'm like, you, you, you it ain't right, man. That you barely can spell Jesus and you got prophecy. I'm a fifth generation pastor's kid and I don't have one single prophecy. What's up with that? I remember being in a prayer service before uh, uh, the church that we were at was having a wonderful meeting and had some guest ministries in, one of which was uh, Leonard Fox, great pas uh, pastor and prophet. And uh, the other one was Dr. Kevin Connor from Australia, the uh, theologian from Australia. They were both preaching uh, at this thing. And I was up in the, in, the, in the prayer room before the meeting. And while I was in the room, I was just waiting on God. I was calling on God. I said, God, I need you to speak to me, man. I'm, I, I'm, I'm down to the last stretch of my education here. And I, I, need, I just need a prophetic encounter with you. And I'm waiting on the Lord. And I'm praying. I'm seeking him. And all of a sudden, I get this vision from God. And I see this potter's wheel and this piece of clay on the potter's wheel. And the hand of the Lord begins to come and shape this thing spinning around. And he just puts his thumbs in there and it opens up. And that begins to take shape and everything. And he puts it in the oven and fires it. And it's this vessel. And all the while this, this vision is playing out in my, my spirit. He is speaking unto me. He says, I, my hand is on you and I'm shaping you for my purpose. I'm going to raise you up in your generation to be a prophetic voice. You're going to go to the nations. I'm going to cause it. And he's just downloading all this stuff into my spirit. And at the end of that prayer time and the vision was concluded, have you ever had the moment when God speaks to you and you say the spiritual and faith-filled response, Lord, if this was you, Not the chili dog from last night. <laughs> if this was you, I need a confirmation. I mean, I, I, I was like, serious. Some of the stuff the Lord told me, I'm still waiting on the Lord to fulfill. I'm just like, man, that is crazy. I go into the meeting. I'm not, no joke. 90 minutes later, same meeting. 90 minutes later, now at the end of the meeting, my friends go to the altar to pray and seek the Lord and respond to the preached word. 
I go down there and I'm praying for them and I'm just asking God to move in their lives. I look up. This is a church of 2,000 people. I mean, you know, the, they have like this big stage. It's like 25 steps up to where everybody's at up there. And, and <laughs> I open my eyes and Dr. Kevin Connor is looking right at me. And I'm just like, you know. And he goes like this. And of course, being the discerning man I am, said, <laughs> he nods his head, yes, and I'm just like, oh, man. So I go up the steps, the first step, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I, I think I repented of everything I did and things I'd never done, you know. I was going <laughs> one of them steps. I get there, and I'm not going to try to imitate the Australian accent, but he, he puts his arm around me. He says, Mark, you know, I, I don't really do this very often. It doesn't really happen to me that often. But I looked down at you, and I had a vision from God. And he said, I want to share it with you. I see your life like a piece of clay on a potter's wheel. And God is shaping you and molding you for his plan and for his purpose. I about passed out in Jesus right there. I was caught up into the third heaven. I saw, no. <laughs> How many know when, God, when you want vision and asking God for, the Bible says, ask and you shall what? receive. I believe today there's going to be a supernatural impartation into your spirit. Something's going to unlock. And you may not have an open heaven vision right now in this moment. It may happen to you on your ride home. It may happen to you in the restaurant after church. It may happen tonight as you're getting ready to fall asleep or it may happen in the days and weeks to come. But I believe that there is a prophetic anointing here in this place and visions and dreams are going to unlock things in your spirit Then you've been wandering around and aimlessness. You've been stuck in your tent and you've been wondering how these things are going to happen and God's going to bring you, even in this moment this morning, God's bringing you outside your tent and he is going to open up to you and say, look! And he's going to show you what is possible when he guides and leads your life. Third key is this, put your faith in the promise and not the present. You've got to be, when God speaks to you, you've got to believe it. When I had that vision, I had faith. I believed, but I needed God to confirm it. Once that confirmation happened, I knew it was real. I knew God had, had, had spoken to me. And watch this. Four months later, I was in the nation of England ministering internationally and prophesying in England. With the very first His Tapestry team from PBC. What happened? I believe God. I trusted him. I said, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to pursue it. The Bible says, Hebrews, in Hebrews 11, 3 says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Let me tell you something. Your world, your future will be framed by something. And it can either be framed by failure, 
past experiences, divorce, immorality, drugs, addiction, the things that you see in your now, or it will be framed by the word of God and prophetic promises and hope and destiny and purpose and God's plans and goodness and blessing and breakthrough and freedom and forgiveness. How do you choose to frame your world? Let me ask you, what do you see? Can I just prophesy to the house for a moment? This is what I see. Lord woke me up early this morning. I wrote some of this stuff down because it was just coming. In regards to worship in the house, there's going to be the release of fresh anointing and a fresh sound is going to come out of this house. This house, I had a vision of a well and a, a wellspring breaking up out of the surface in the middle of this city. I saw a map, and then I zoomed into just, just the center of the city, and, and out of it, and it was representing this house, a spring of worship and anointing that began to bubble up and began to stream out. And as it began to boil up, I saw it break into different streams, going to different areas and neighborhoods in this house, uh, in this city, excuse me. And it began to stream out into the whole region. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, the worship of this church is going to be a refreshing well for other pastors, other ministries, and other churches. Other worship ministries are going to come even from afar for refreshing and for a renewal of vision and anointing. I saw the Lord anointing the worship of this house so powerfully that he will even open doors in the secular world. That in the marketplace and in the music industry, the anointed worship of this house are going to have access into those venues and those places. The Spirit of the Lord says, I will elevate you in the days to come to have a voice among the great local church music producers of the nation. As far as leadership goes, the Lord spoke to me and said, there is being released even now in this season, a multiplication of leaders in this place. And one of the great hallmarks of this house in the future, even from this moment, this day is a signpost to you. It is a memorial stone to you. One of the great hallmarks of this house will be leadership and the ability to find, develop, equip, and empower new leaders. The leaders of this house will have eyes for leaders. Like a hunter's spotter. You will have spotter's eyes to spot the potential and calling in people and bring them forth into new dimensions of leadership. And this work of leadership is going to happen on many levels and in with many leaders that are even here in the room today. God's going to cause there to be an anointing for you to even have a school of leadership to be training people and even at like a college atmosphere I saw it classrooms and instructors and so forth launching and developing and launching and equipping leaders in such a dynamic and powerful way it's going to almost be like a leadership factory that God is going to build in this place and God is going to enlarge your vision in regard to campuses and while you have received plans and vision for other campuses and locations, your vision is going to be expanded as you grow and multiply. I saw in my spirit campuses in other parts of California. You have a vision for this city and this region, 
but your thinking is too small, says the Lord. I'm calling you to reach this state with the gospel of Jesus Christ and to plant life-giving churches throughout this state and other regions of the nation and, hear me, even the nations of the world. For I will put it into the hearts of other pastors in other places and other nations to desire to come and partner and work together with you and together with the leader of this house and you will they will come to you and now come under the covering of this house and will take on its identity its values and its vision and become an expression of this house in another nation and in another place you will not have to recruit them they will call you they will reach out to you there will not be a scramble for leaders or resources to be deployed but it will already be there in that place and it will be the fulfillment of the promise to Israel that they would inherit lands and they would inherit houses they didn't build and cities that they had not been to before. There's an apostolic calling not only on your pastors but upon this church and that which they walk in and that which is in this house will come by default upon you. You will need to become an apostolic person. You will need to become an apostolic leader. You will need to become and carry with you an apostolic heart. For there is an apostolic calling upon this house and upon your pastors. And I see God weaving together a fresh network of like-minded pastors and churches. It will emerge in the timing of God and by his providence. For leaders need mothers and fathers in the Lord. And this fresh gathering of leaders will be drawn unto you because of your calling and because of your influence. And there will not be a decision, hear me, there will not be a decision to choose between nets or streams. But you've been given a grace and a calling to flow with many streams and many movements and many nets and networks in the kingdom of God. You'll become a father of faith in this city. And in the days to come, you will be honored for your devotion and your mission in this city. And your name as Harvey Milk has been a father to immorality and for compromise. You will be a father for purity, righteousness, and kingdom values in this city. And your name will be spoken here as a founding father for a new generation and a new work of the kingdom of God and its expression in this city and in this place. Right now, everyone within the sound of my voice, whether you are online or you're in this room, there is an anointing here to give birth to vision in your life in a whole new level and a whole new expression. You have walked into a time and in a moment where God is birthing something fresh and something new. And if you have the faith, God will birth into you and into your spirit now a vision for your future and a vision for your destiny. And it will be exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or imagine. This is a little boy who grew up in the fields and forests of Montana. And I'm standing here today to tell you God has took me to Africa. He's taken me to Latin America. He's taken me to Asia. And he's let me prophesy over many, 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 many people. Here I am standing before you today. Who knew that years ago God was raising up a prophet in his generation? Who knew 
the prophets and the pastors and the evangelists and the, the apostles and the preachers and the teachers, both men and women who sit before the Lord in this room right now. This is a vision moment. The Lord is calling unto you to say yes unto the spirit of you, of the Lord your God, and to let him bring you out of the tent of your now and let you see what he can do. And so I invite you to stand to your feet with me right now and say, speak, Lord. <laughs> your servant is listening. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. If you're a candidate for God to speak and reveal vision into your life, you want to get outside your tent and you want to say yes to what his future has for you. Just lift up your hands right now, all over this place. You online, wherever you are, in that car, in that restaurant, that bedroom, that family room, the great room, wherever it is, God, just lift up your hands right now. Holy Spirit, you're the spirit of revelation. You're the spirit that came upon the prophets of old and showed them great and mighty things they did not know. And you opened to them the heart of God and showed them the destiny not only of their life, but the destiny of nations. I pray right now that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead revealed a revelation to Peter and the apostles. That same spirit is in this place now. And I pray on every life, no matter what circumstance they've been in, no matter what confinement they've been in, no matter what limitation they've been in, no matter what mistake they've been in, no matter what they've been walking in, take him now outside the tent of their now and bring him into a vision of what can be with God involved in their future. Now open up their eyes to see right now begin to reveal to them today this week begin to show them things speak to them things reveal to them things and let your spirit reveal to them the vision of God for their life uh, oh and cause them to see wonders as they look with faith and frame their future with a spirit of faith in the living God we thank you for it right now we thank you for, come on, thank you for it right now. Come on, thank you for it right now. Hallelujah. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening.